Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One, two, three, four. Come join us on this trip. Hold up, we literally just cut off a conversation before we started recording. You not watching this season of Mandalorian yet? No, I've seen the first couple of episodes. I haven't seen the most recent just because I got busy. Uh, okay. But like I'm I'm setting I'm trying to find time to sit down and watch him because like my brother and my sister have been bugging me, like, when are we gonna watch it? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like we'll see we'll we'll make it work. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but no, I've seen I saw I've seen the, the, the first episode or two, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you were saying like Bo-Katan is basically outshining. Oh, 100%. Like, I don't know if filming this season of Mandalorian clashed with the filming of The Last of Us, but it is mm-hmm. definitely, like this season is definitely like Bo-Katan. Like this whole season, like she, I, I, I will sit on this hill and I will die on this hill and tell you right now, the protagonist of the show is Bo-Katan. Nice. Like the the, the main dope. the main story of what you want to happen this season revolves around like her being able to do it. And all honesty, mm-hmm. like Mando is like he's in conversations and he appears, but he's literally just yeah. part of that like sort of creed now. Like it was better mm-hmm. when he was exiled. Now he's just Jesus. now he's just one of the people. Is it like it's honestly just go watch the series. And it, it, I think this season is definitely a it's marmite. It's a love it or you hate it. But there's definitely there's been backlash over the over this week's episode. Like I thought it was a joke oh. when I saw it online. Like I thought people were like, "Yo, April Fools was like a few days ago." Like what are you talking about? And I didn't even see the episode. I had to ask a friend. I was like, "Look, I know you've seen it." And I was like, please tell me this is a joke. And he goes, yeah, nah. So I went ahead and watched the episode. And I was like, oh. 
I d I definitely struggled through it. I de- it, I definitely should have put it down and just gone back to finish off shrinking something good. Like <laughs> shrinking Yo, is how good is that show? Though? I had no idea how much I was gonna like right now. Even though we have three and a half seasons of Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. I'm definitely more of a shrinking fan. Hundred percent. How real I... that series feels yeah. in in like in mm. terms of like the way the characters just like live their lives around each other and they act like you know there's a they apologize for shit they do wrong they apologize for shit they have done wrong like and then they get angry with each other like actual real emotions not overacted yeah. not underacted and jason jason seagal and harrison ford like i i just i just need them in every tv ever from now until Harrison dies. <laughs> it's like, it, it is a, it's a comedy duo that you don't really ever think of. It's like in, in, in the great, you know, straight man, funny guy pairings, fucking Harrison Ford and Jason Segel, but it works and they work so well off of each other. Harrison Ford looks like he's having a phenomenal time. The episode where he gets baked oh, is so dude, good. I, that, I just that was the last episode I watched. Hi, Harrison Ford. So I've got mm. like, I'm pretty sure the second half of the season to go. And like, as much as I want it to like keep me laughing, I'm pretty sure I need to sort of buckle in for a little bit of heartbreak within there as well. Cause this is a Bill Lawrence show. Like yeah. <laughs> he's there's like, there's going to be some, Oh, I see you have some heartstrings. Let me just play them like a fine guitar. No, Bill. No. <laughs> you've already you've already ruined Nathan, you dick. <laughs> Nate the Great. Now Nate the Twat. <laughs> yeah, this, this like speaking of Nate the Great and Ted Lasso, this mm-hmm. season of Ted Lasso ain't, ain't slapping for me. It's not. And yeah, nah, it's it's really not. Like it is it is no longer a comedy show. It, I I definitely I definitely find its moments, but I definitely feel like season two is definitely a high. So I'm mm. I'm just afraid that it peaked in season two. Cause like I cause I I get I get what you mean. Cause it it doesn't I don't know like the first episode. I liked I enjoyed it, but it didn't it didn't like. There's just something missing in this season. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I I, like, I know I know what you mean. Like, I love like the new character they've brought in, uh, Zava. Zava, the, yeah. This the Slatan Ibrahimovic Cristiano Ronaldo type character, like that. Mm-hmm. That's like that's a good addition. But like we already know yeah. this is the last season of Ted Lasso, and like they're introducing so many new characters. And I was like, yo, like, like who's the the Juno Temple's character, she has like Champagne or Charlene. Oh, as uh, Shandy or Shanty or something like that. How forgettable her character is, we can't even remember her fucking name. Do not need it, bro. There's like a whole like one of the one of the episodes. She's like, oh, do you want me to take my top off and run around? Like, Don't make those jokes, man. Like you're better than you know. You're not that show. You're better than that. I, I'm like I'm genuinely. I'm pretty sure, like, her character is just there to show, um, you know, Juno Temple's character that she how the growth she could have been. Yeah, like, yeah. So, so, okay, okay, that's, you know, 
Sebastian's paying more attention this season than I. Like, I, I, I'm definitely checked out. I'm watching it because of what Ted Lasso meant to me. But, like, you know, say something else starts. Like, Succession to Stide. I'm more inclined mm-hmm. to, like, keep up with that on a weekly basis. Like, I'd yeah. be more than happy to let Ted Lasso play itself out. And then I can binge it in my own time. Mm-hmm. But then I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it spoiled. Like I've liked and retweeted enough of Ted Lasso stuff that, like, you know, whatever comes out in an episode, it like Twitter's going to be like, "Oh, did you see this on Ted Lasso?" Twitter, no. You, it's, fu- it's like it's you instantaneous up algorithm piece of shit. Like, <laughs> it's it sometimes, dude. I swear, like the episode drops and like thirty people are like, it's "Like, how do you already know this? It just dropped." <laughs> People watching that shit on 2.5 times speed. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Everyone sounds like Alvin the Chipmunk. So. <laughs> I gotta tweet fast. I gotta tweet first. I gotta tweet first. <laughs> now that we've just finished talking about that shit, you know how this is the second take of us trying this? And in the first take, you yes. said how hard it was to go to what we actually wanted to talk about. How hard is it now, Sebastian? <laughs> That's take what a- she said. Ha! <laughs> 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 ha! <laughs> <laughs> Got him. The Blue Beetle trailer, everyone. Wasn't it great? <laughs> there. There's your segue. I did it for you. <laughs> Segway. Oh, so we were doing this the first time around. I got stuck because I couldn't remember the word segue. <laughs> just, remember, just remember some douchebag, like, with slick hair, glasses, riding around Silicon Valley. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I gotta get the new, I gotta get the new iPhone. Oh my god! <laughs> I, those things are so pretentious. It's generally whenever I see someone fall off of one, it's I, I just lose myself. The laughter is too much, and it's amazing. I the, fucking I hate this thing. It's, it's so stupid. It's on par with the the Vine hoverboard fails from like 2014, yep. 2015. They were hilarious, bro. Just like random ass kids like reversing mm-hmm. into their kitchen wall and there's just like a kid-shaped hole. <laughs> so, <laughs> Twat, pay for that. <laughs> You'll be taking out the garbage for the next two years. <laughs> oh man. Well, speaking of hilarious, Blue Beetle trailer. It was it looks so good. I hope James Gunn finds a way to make this canon to what he wants to do with the rest of his DC EU or whatever they're calling mm-hmm. it now. Just whatever yeah. James Gunn's doing with DC. I hope Blue Beetle's part of it because the main guy is Zolo Miranda. I think Marijuana or something like that. Yeah, the guy from Cobra Kai. It's nice to see yeah. him in something else. He's definitely aging like fine wine. Like, please forever keep a beard. I'm not gay, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> And he looks like he's he's nailing this character out of the park. I know you have lots to say about the Blue Beetle trailer, so take us take us to the finest places, Sebastian. Well, my biggest thing was like the the representation in the trailer alone. Like I was like I counted five, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe you know, Latin characters, and they're all they all seem like they're going to be lead yeah characters. So that's that's definitely definitely a huge thing, and that's. It's great to see it, especially in like, this is the first time. It's the first you know, of it's, it's, it's the first of its kind, like live well, action. That's the thing. Like Latino we have led superhero movie. Well, well, live action because obviously Spider Man, 
across inside the Spider Verse and all of that stuff. We'll Miles get to Morales that. We'll is... get to it, people. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, because that's that's honestly a major debate on on Twitter. I saw after the tr- after the Blue Beetle trailer dropped, it's like people were saying it's so great to see he's the first Latin superhero. It's like uh, Miles Morales. He had a movie. It's like yeah, but it was a cartoon. It's like yeah, but the movie still fucking exists. Yeah. So it's it's. It is representation, and it's a first because it is the first time a live-action Latin superhero is like fucking front and center, in, you know, in a movie. So that's that's pretty dope. It's about fucking time. Yeah, no, for real. The fact that like Michael Mando has been out here busting his butt for Latino representation, and like mm-hmm. all he has to show for it in terms of superhero movies is possibly he was Scorpion at the end of Spider-Man Homecoming that nothing mm. ever happened with after that. <laughs> yeah, no, there was, it just went fucking nowhere. Like, they were always, like, I don't want to say they, like, you know what I mean, like, Latino representation mm-hmm. in superhero movies, it was mostly villainous roles. Yeah. And that's, like... Yeah, pretty much. That, you know, what, uh, uh, you know, oh, here comes Captain America, like, here comes Iron Man. I... <laughs> And it's 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 funny that you know we're talking about the villain because from what I saw in the trailer, Susan Sarandon is the villain of the movie. Mm, so mm-hmm. it's essentially the white lady versus the little Mexican kid who stole her shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but Actu- I'm accurate. all for it. Like accurate. I, I I got into I got into Blue Beetle when I was watching um, Young Justice because he's become like a very prominent character in the show so i i always hmm. thought it was cool and like when i was thinking about like oh, i would love to see a movie and i saw that was announced i was like oh shit that would be so dope he and was i was like my, you know he was my he... main in injustice too he's so good like yeah. uh, it's it's definitely the right character the right iteration of the character for the right time and i think it's going to be great it looks dope so i'm excited the, for it the casting and then you know to be spot on and just honestly, dude, like we, we kind of talked, we talked about it before we hopped on, but the best bit of that trailer was George Lopez calling Batman a fascist. Batman's a fascist, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. I wonder which Batman they're talking about, though. That's what we need to know. Like, <laughs> That's what we need to know that we won't know until after fucking Flashpoint. <laughs> she. Then we'll know. Then we'll it's know. It's either Keaton or Affleck. <laughs> one of them's or a what, or, or uh whatever frank grillo has been cast in oh yeah i saw that yeah he's like he, he made the jump like, too. He, he made the jump because he's he says he's been cast as a role in james gunn's new superhero lineup where he's not allowed to say who so nda's out the wazoo but like on his oh, yeah, way sure. out he was like yo like i loved crossbones but they fucking handled it poorly fuck you guys and i'm like actually yeah oh, no. yeah they did my boy Crossbones yeah, no. dirty. He he was just, it was like a blink and you'll miss it in, in Civil War, and mm-hmm. it was just like he was you you he you made him seem like such a badass in Winter Soldier, and you made him go out like a bitch. So that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> Han- like not the only character Marvel's handling handling poorly right now. Yeah. You, so yeah. you know how last week we talked about um Miss Mar- uh the Marvels. Excuse me, mm-hmm. sorry. This vitamin water is fucking giving me uh, giving me the burps. I've been drinking it a bit too fast. It's too it's too nice. Uh, we were talking about how um, movies are being movies and TV shows are being delayed due to VFX. Mm-hmm. 
apparently yeah. for the Marvels, that whole that whole VFX delay was bullshit. The Marvels has been delayed because it's screening absolutely dog shit. Jesus. Like that so we, we already know the problem with like the every like the everyday American audience and a global audience as well reacting poorly to the overly feminist Marvel Miss Marvel like uh, Captain Marvel movie. Yeah. How did Marvel try to fix that? By adding in a black Captain Marvel and a Muslim Captain Marvel. So not only now can we call you homophobic and misogynistic if you hate Miss Mar if you hate the Marvels, guess what? You're racist now. <laughs> like Oh thanks. Great. Like maybe just don't make a dog shit movie, man. <laughs> You've got three great characters there that mm -hmm. literally yeah. blend into each other perfectly. You have a story that they blend into perfectly. How is this movie testing so badly? Just just don't fuck it up, man. I think they fucked it up, bro. <laughs> I, I there's there's a part of me that wants to be excited cuz you know Captain Marvel didn't hit all that hard, but mm. you know seeing her in Endgame and stuff, that I thought she was great. I love Brie so Larson Captain excited. Marvel. I think she's awesome. Uh, I love Brie no, Larson no, no, as an actor. Oh no, no, I, her character, it, the story of Miss Marvel was like uh, I, see, uh, I yeah. love yeah. Yeah, no, but I love Brie Larson. I think she's great as Captain Marvel. I loved Miss Marvel. The show was so good. I, I think Miss like Marvel was one of the better. Um, it's it's MCU so good, shows. and like, you know, Kamala Khan's a hilarious character, and you know, seeing that, I'm I want to be excited for it. So I'm hoping shit gets fixed. But what I am undoubted, un just completely ecstatic to see across the Spider Verse that trailer. Oh. Fuck. Welcome back. Thank you. No, I, I like that movie looks angelically good. If 2018 Into the Spider-Verse was like, I think between me and most people I know, not just best animated movie of that year, but best movie of that year. Across the Spider-Verse, like just that one moment in the trailer where they do like they recreate the meme. You, you. <laughs> You, you catch capture Spider Man. <laughs> was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got like the fact that in like 2012, that they're, they're like, do you remember the Sp the Spiderman meme? Like someone misdrew yeah. someone misdrew Spider Man, so it became like Spiderman. <laughs> he makes an appearance in the trailer. <laughs> like someone made that shit for a joke, and it becomes so pivotal to the history of Spider Man that they thought, yeah. Let's let's put it in. Like, and they were so convinced that this movie was going to be so good that they delayed it so they could get Tom Holland in to come do a, a cameo. They were like, "Yo, you want to be in this?" Every version okay. of Spider-Man we know, every version of Spider-Man you can think of, whether it's like 0.5 seconds or two seconds, is in this movie. And like, I hope Spider-Man doesn't peak with this movie. Is all I can is all I can say. Oh, dude, that's. Jesus. But it it, it that's has crazy. it has it has peak, kind of oh, no, yeah, written sure. all over it. So, 
we're ta- obviously we were talking about uh, you know Latin representation earlier with Blue Beetle, and we were kind of hinting at it with with Spider with you know this trailer. Her, her mum snaps at Miles, and it's in the Puerto Rico Puerto Rico Puerto Rico flag. I love that little bit. Like that is just a nice it's, little detail because <laughs> they're shitting on him because he fail, con- he's failing Spanish. <laughs> no, it's 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 not even it's he's got he gets a B in Spanish and smack and I was just like he's passing. I legit, dude. I swear <laughs> to God, I had some fucking PTSD, bro. There's there times where I had got a B in Spanish and my mom and my dad were like, "Why the fuck are you getting a B in Spanish?" I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, you speak it. You never taught me to read it and no, write it. I'm working in I'm working in filmmaking now. I failed film studies in college. I had to drop out so I couldn't do the second year so I could focus on drama. <laughs> oh, but that shit. Oh, dude, that shit. That shit hit me so hard. That shit was so fucking funny. So I'm like, it, it it adds to it, and I thought it was really dope. So I'm, oh, telling you, dude, it's super super amped. I would just want to know what, like, whatever, what has Miles Morales done in this movie that even Haley Steinfeld's um, Gwen Stacy's Spider Girl is chasing him alongside Oscar Isaac? Yeah, that's mad. I, it's There's so, like this. This <laughs> trailer raises so many questions. So does the Blue Beetle trailer. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. both movies. I hope they both slap. Like, Same. yeah, Same. it's yeah. I think Absolutely. both movies are looking to be a fucking good time. I hope I don't know I may need correct correcting on this. I hope Across the Spider-Verse is so good that it's the first animated movie to be nominated for Best Picture. Oh, you know, that would be that would that would hit. I don't know like I am not too sure if an animated movie's been nominated for maybe Pinocchio this year. Is it you, are you googling it real quick? I am indeed. Thank you. <laughs> I can see, I can see his little face, everyone. Like he's, he's not even looking at me. He's typing away. <laughs> he's focused, Sebastian. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> mm. So what's okay, wrong? No, what's so wrong? there, there. Oh, there's a few minutes. So there has been. Ah, oh, yes. shit. Uh, I was about to so keep the was, people uh, busy with a. With a, like you know, a fucking song and dance, bro. You've like you've interrupted me. I'll have to I'll have to find. No, the like I was, I was, it. I was because pre- <laughs> we were talking about you know obviously it being nominated for best picture, and I'm hoping that'd be dope. But like I was, there's I knew that there was another movie that had been an animated one, and it was uh, the animated Beauty and the Beast. It was nominated uh, for best picture. Yeah, but Beauty and the Beast can do one both versions. Yeah, but I mean it's it <laughs> it, it, it did so it took the first spot from you know. Ah, okay. Across the Spider Verse. Well, that was then. This is now. Um. (laughs) You know, just you know, obviously, you you seem. I wasn't here. I wasn't here. I wasn't here for Beauty and the Beast. I'm here for Across the Spider Verse. So Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) Good for you. Don't give a shit. Across the Spider Verse means more to the people. (laughs) I'm just pissed off. So many Disney fans. I'm just like I imagine it meant to, more to the people, but to the people of 1991. Yeah, but no, neither of us existed <laughs> at that point. So who cares? You know who did exist at that point? This is the weirdest segue of all time. Donald Trump, everyone. He's been indicted. <laughs> 
uh, isn't it 34 charges totaling 135 years behind bars if charged for all of them and it's like yep it's fraud um uh, uh, falsifying what, business records falsifying business records um and like paying people off or some shit like he oh, gave you know, stormy daniels yeah yeah like so during his 2016 presidential run he was like bribing ah there we go bribing illegal bribes and shit even mm-hmm. though like the main thing in 2016 was like i don't actually have any money was like yeah because you're fucking bribing all these people bro <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you subscribe to too bribes. many only fans donald you know that all those 29 29.99 a month they add up bro not you know not that i know um <clears throat> your honor uh um shit <laughs> <laughs> i'm going down have you Donald, seen like take the, me with you <laughs> have you seen footage of like the protests out there you know like people protesting obviously against him but obviously for him as well it's fucking crazy it's as bad as 20 like the 2016 protests it looks like oh yeah it, it, it it's worse man because I, I i honestly think it's worse because we've seen what you know his the effect he has on people are willing to do for him. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, June six, you fucking almost overthrew the government because of this fucking guy. So it's it's like, yep. I don't know. There's it's 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 scary because like I saw a clip of what the fuck is her name, Marjorie Taylor Greene, or I think her name is. Yeah, she was like she was calling this a historic win for Trump and his. And his stuff, and I'm like, well, oh, her and, every, her and she, everyone on Fox News, bro, is like, she had the gall to compare this motherfucker to Nelson Mandela. Yep, and Jesus Christ. So, someone compared him to Tupac and Biggie. <laughs> he's the he's How? the Tupac and Biggie of our time. It's like, I don't know about you, bro, but like, Donald Trump is white as fuck. <laughs> he he's like. He's white with a very orange hue. Yeah. <laughs> but what, like, you were talking about the protests. Uh, what I have seen in the protest is um, this Photoshop mugshot he's, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's released. So the reason that is, is because he never actually got a mugshot because the police don't need one. So mugshots are something a police decide if they need it. So if you think of, like, you know, Snoop Dogg has a mugshot. Bill Gates has a mugshot. Steve Jobs has a mugshot. But when they had their mugshots, when they were getting arrested, they weren't. They weren't who they are. They weren't. They weren't who, who they, they, were. they. They weren't who they are now. So and plus, yeah. you got to think there wasn't a lot of CCTV. There wasn't mobiles and every cameras. There wasn't social media out the wazoo. So all these people, like if you, they were, if they thought, okay, that person might fuck off. So we need a photo of them so that if we do ever find them again. We can we can get him down for this, but the problem is with Donald Trump, he's fucking everywhere. He's he, mm-hmm. he, he, I'm pretty sure you can't even go 42 hours without seeing something about this motherfucker. Even he was even the when president he was, of the United States, when everyone was knows what this fucking guy looks like. Off every social media platform, his face was still making it on there. He was still loud as fuck. Yep. <laughs> then you got the whole Mar-a-Lago thing that happened before Christmas. Like, come on, bro. Like, this motherfucker's not helped himself. But yeah. So he never mm-hmm. got a mugshot, 
So he was like, oh, fuck, the one thing I did want from all this, I'm not getting. So he makes one himself on, like, fucking Microsoft Paint or some shit, saying that he's not guilty. <laughs> and everyone's oh, out here, it's like, it's the new shake of ours. New... No, it's not. Because... <laughs> <laughs> it's just... I don't know, man. He's he's a he's a figure. He's essentially the figurehead of a very. I would be worried. Very scary your, time. I would be worried in America if if he's charged for even one of these thirty-four counts. The back. Oh the, no! Yeah, for the sure. backlash will will be seen and heard. The revolution, yep. as as it's been said, will be televised. And it's like it's. It's not even a revolution for progress. It's a revolution for, you know, regression. Regression, 100%. Yep. Speaking of regression. Damn. <laughs> Where are we going so with I don't, this? I don't, so I don't know if you heard, but um, I obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a huge wrestling fan, but we didn't re- haven't really ah, spoken shit. about it a whole lot. But, you know, WrestleMania was this past weekend and... It looked awesome. So much shit happened. <laughs> so, the, so I just want to talk about the good stuff first, and then we'll talk about everything else. Everything so, that's, happened, everything that's was, happened after. <laughs> yeah, so WrestleMania two nights, great fucking show, mm-hmm. great fucking matches. Night two ended on such a sour fucking note, though. Like it, and it just got it fucking snowballed from there. Oh shit! But like the number that. So one of the big things that kind of stood out to me, though, over the course of two nights, we had a total of 161,892 people attend WrestleMania. That's because SoFi is fucking huge. Yeah. No, but it's like, <laughs> it's you know, combining both. It's like, it's still, it's over 80,000 people per night. Yeah. So it's like, holy shit. It's fucking crazy. But like, last, the, the final match, you know, the person... Person who goes over and, and, and wins the match, nobody wanted. Story logic, thrown out the fucking window. I was at Roman Reigns and versus I, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, so, you know, Roman winning and holding onto his title again. Ugh. And, like, I've heard people talk about it, how, like, the first night you see Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens win the Tag Team Championships and everyone's losing their minds. There are people sticking around, celebrating with them. They're cheering them on as they're walking up the ramp, losing their shit. Night two, Roman gets one, two, three. Match is over. People can't get out of there quick enough, dude. They're so done. Oh, really? Yeah, man. It's, uh, it was bad. And like, so this comes, and like the very next day it was announced that Endeavor, who owns the UFC, and as well as um, William Morris, you know, one of the biggest talent agents in the world. Yeah. Has oh, million, bought, William Morris Endeavor. Yeah, William Morris Endeavor has essentially has bought the WWE. Wait, so UFC owns WWE now? Well, Endeavor owns WWE and UFC. Like they're going to be... And so the plan is to, uh, uh, Yes, they're going to merge them into a, quote, global live sports and entertainment company. That's oh. going to be worth $21 billion. One couldn't be fighting in a more real sense. The other one is fake fighting for the most part with a story Mm -hmm. the the difference though is the 
I guess, the live event because UFC does not get oh. live attendance numbers like the fucking no, WWE does. No, no absolutely no not. Nobody does. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's they're merging both companies, you know. Uh, the UFC was apparently valued at $12.1 billion. WWE had a $9.3 billion evaluation. So the, the new company that's going to be coming of that is going to be worth $21 billion. Can I get some of that? Which is, you know, <laughs> like from from a business standpoint, you know, it's 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 a shit ton of money. Yeah. And I guess it makes kind of sense. From a wrestling fan perspective, I can't think of a worse fucking way to start a, like essentially a new season of mm-hmm. professional wrestling. Yeah. Because the second this was announced, Vince McMahon, who retired last year in yep. disgrace because of sexual assault and you know harassment and hush money things same as the fucking president or former yeah. president yeah has essentially be reinstalled to his position he will effectively be uh he'll work as the chairman for the new company yeah um the guy the guy who owns endeavor is going to remain the ceo and for the most part from what i what i heard on the cnbc is that UFC and WWE will be run separately. Okay. But that Endeavor's planning on running the UFC playbook in WWE, whatever the fuck that means. Huh? But the biggest takeaway is that they have allowed Vince McMahon to essentially regain control of the creative for WWE. So all the all the work Triple H has spent doing for better part of a year, rebuilding what was essentially a dying franchise... To the point where people have been loud online saying how great it's been, basically, mm-hmm. as just, okay, cool, <laughs> fucking do one. He did it. He's already done it. <sighs> the Raw after WrestleMania I attended live Yeah, was, it was great being there. And I love the show and everything. And I love watching everyone there because I'm a huge fan. But, but after the excitement of it wore off, everything that we saw, I saw, which I was like, is not a good show. It was a dog shit show. Nothing really happened. No, no new stories. No nothing. And then you go home and you and I start reading. You know, because I'm I read dirt sheets and I read news about wrestling and stuff. <clears throat> Vince McMahon, day one, he came in. He tore up the script. He wrote. He made changes to everything. There were apparently like two or three different women's matches that were supposed to be happening with some with some significance. He said, fuck that. He gave him one match. Three hours of television, dude. And I there were there were women on on in the ring and on screen for like ten minutes. Oh. If that. Okay. So <clears throat> Yeah, when you and mentioned like, regr- when you mentioned aggression, you fucking meant it. <laughs> dude, I can't how does one undo eight months of work in a single night? It is fucking ridiculous absolutely fucking ridiculous dude he's a creature of habit greed it's it, it, misogyny it just it doesn't even it doesn't even feel like habit at this point it feels like spite yeah and it's like how can you be so spiteful to the audience man yeah with literally without them you have nothing and like he's like he's like vince is definitely out there saying it's like oh i am wrestling rest like you know like mm-hmm. he, he's probably like those words are probably uttered from his mouth, but like no one likes this motherfucker anymore. Oh no, no, he he was being interviewed, um, 
by CNBC talking about the sale. And he was he was asked about, you know, the, the sexual harassment claims and the hush money and all that stuff. Mm. And this man who's rocking the stupidest fucking mustache, dude, I swear, outside of knowing who he is, he looks like a cartoon villain from like the Rocky and Bullwinkle series. Someone someone posted he has the hat from like the um the Street Fighter villain. The with the cap like he looks like he like if you give him the right cap, he literally looks mm-hmm. like the general captain street fighter bison. <laughs> bison he looks like fucking bison right now. <laughs> Jesus. No, so he was he was asked about all this stuff. He's like, Yeah, you know, I've I've made mistakes. It's like this motherfucker just brushed off sexual harassment and paying and paying to like people to not talk about it. What a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. Uh, okay. Uh, do, do we want to go to a break so you can cool off for a sec, my guy? Yeah, no, let's let's, let's, go, let's go to a break. We'll go to a break, I'll cool off, and then we'll we'll talk about some stuff. Tell them what we're talking about, bro. So we're going to be talking about, well, it's going to be something that's going to trigger me. Because we're going to be talking <laughs> about the divide between just this this pandemic of critics, critics versus the audience on Rotten Tomatoes, and why it's so... What it's been bad, but it's it's getting out of hand now. All right, we'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So I told Grandma I didn't even want bacon in the bathtub. Oh, hi, everybody. Um... Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture that scenario. <laughs> Explain that shit. I was trying to do that, like sort of, you know, getting caught at the end of a conversation when you've got to start a yeah. new one. You're not expecting anyone to hear, and it's like, no, Grandma, I don't want any more bacon. Oh, hi, how are you doing? <laughs> he did see you there. <laughs> don't want any bacon in the bathtub, don't Grandma. Want, don't want any bacon in the bathtub, Grandma. Put your fucking clothes on, shit! <laughs> get your f- this scenario is layered, get dude. Your tits out of my face, Grandma! Damn! Christ! God, why does it smell like tuna in here now? <laughs> oh Jesus! I can keep that going longer than you know. Um, right, so that's what she said. <laughs> Got him. 
Got him. Fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, this shit was good though. God damn. You guys made me ink. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're talking. Oh, we're talking mostly Rotten Tomatoes based shit on why mm -hmm. the critics are reviewing movies so poorly. But yet audiences are seeing these movies and are beginning to see them for what they are, which is entertainment. So why are yep. audiences like more? Why are audiences going to these movies for why they are being made? Movies are a form of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Art is a form of entertainment i know some people that would rather go to a gallery than go to a movie theater i get it tv a form of entertainment music a form of entertainment all of these things have reviews unfortunately all of these things come with critics mostly you're talking the guardian the hollywood reporter Ent entertainment tonight tmz variety forbes screen rant all that kind of shit ign of all fucking places Internet gaming news should not review TV or movies. Sorry, just I will just live and die on that hill. But the prob the big the big one, the one that makes most of the noise, the one that movies are now starting to include in their after release trailers. So sometimes a movie will make a new trailer after mm -hmm. it's been released, sort of like with yeah. the who's giving it good stars, who you know, sort of taglines from certain reviewers. Mm -hmm. But the big one is, are you certified fresh? Yeah. Like, when can did you, that happen? Like, uh, I think Rotten Tomatoes has just done it. Rotten, uh, Rotten, no, not Rotten Tomatoes. Dungeons and Dragons. They've just released their um, after release trailer, and they're like, mm -hmm. sort of, we're certified fresh. But I'm pretty sure it is. Are you about to? Are you about to fucking? Oh no 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 no! I'm, I'm just curious because like. <laughs> No, look, because I'm on their site and stuff, but and it says, you know, 25. Like, I've, they've been around for 25 years. I, It just feels like they're a very recent thing. Oh, yeah. And so, like, oh, I see what you mean. I I, I kind of misunderstood your uh, your question there. So, like, yeah, I would say Rotten Tomatoes have been a problem within the last five years, I would say. In terms of reviewing movies, they've been a problem for the last five years because everyone seemed to agree with them. But now we're starting to sort of, people are starting to form their own opinions, which is what we want. That's fucking great. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just feels like there's a lot of movies in like, like you know the last half decade or so mm -hmm. that have just been pushing the Rotten Tomato score so hard. Yeah. And like, when did it become to like you need to live or die by this? Like that that like that's my question, I guess. Like I it, it, it just blows my mind because like I lit I've literally never given a shit about a review, but then I see this stuff being thrown in my face, and I'm like, it, it, it you know it makes you weary. It's one it, of the yeah, reasons I shouldn't, never read reviews. It shouldn't alter my choice of seeing a movie or not, but with you know the the recession that we're currently living through, just people aren't prepared to really say it. You got to pick and choose. You, you you know, you can't spend what is for some families, a lot of money on a movie that may have bad reviews. Mm -hmm. Even though mm -hmm. you should still see that movie at your, like your own accord. But I can, yeah. I can imagine there's definitely, you know, the average Tom, Dick and Harry out there 
that you know they don't have a lot of free money at the end of the month who only go to see mm-hmm. a movie every now and then that like that you know they may be like oh i want to go i want to go see mario but one of them may turn around and say no 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 i don't want to see mario it's only got 54 on rotten tomatoes but then you have the other friend who then goes yeah but it's got a 96 audience score so what do you do then mm-hmm. and that brings us to our listicle for today we're starting with mario yep. It currently sits at a 54 critic score, which means that's that's a rotten tomato, bro. You don't want to eat that shit. You don't want to put it on your sandwich. Basically, critics are saying, do not go to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas audiences have now seen this movie. Now, you've got to remember, with Rotten Tomatoes, critics get to see this movie first. Yeah. In, these, in these preview showings, there's not a lot of average cinema goers. I know, what was that one cinema chain that used to do it quite a lot? Arclight. Arclight did, like, audience previews. You could, it was pretty easy to get tickets from time to time. But, rip Arclight. (laughs) Um, So, the audience score will always come out a a day or two later. So, even (laughs) before, like, if, you know, if it's like, oh, you know, off the trailer, you know, I want to go see this movie. Then you see the critic score and you're like, hang on. Maybe this movie ain't the one. But then by and in in that space of time, within two days, you've changed your mind and you right now you want to go see John Wick Four instead. If you are the right age yeah. range. You know, the eight the the eight year olds going to see Mario aren't gonna go see John Wick Four, although I would love to see their reaction. Um, <laughs> but this is not, that now it's a ninety six audience score, which means the the right people have gone to see this movie and have said, actually it, this has been misreviewed. Mm-hmm. So I like, you know, you you got to you got to sit there, you got to form your own choice, you got to form your own opinion, and then you got to think, why has Mario been reviewed so poorly? Apparently, the pacing's off. It goes from reference to reference. It goes from Easter egg to Easter egg. It goes from action. It goes from action to action. It's overly it's overly girl empowered in what is a Mario movie. And apparently Bowser goes, like, the accent's a little bit all over the place for Bowser. But then, then you've got to realise, Mario. If it's go, if it feels like a movie that's going a million miles per hour, of course it is. It's for fucking kids. Yeah. Why have, what, critics have literally gone to this movie and have expected, like... I don't know the adventures of Tintin levels of animate of animated movies. No, no, it's not. It's designed for eight-year-olds, and clearly, the eight-year-olds and the families that have given birth to said eight-year-olds have seen these movies and have gone, "Yeah, it's Easter holidays. Go take your kids to see this movie." And mm-hmm. I think that's you know, in terms of my first movie, that's where this difference. That's where the difference has come here. That's like that's yeah. my point. Like that's going to be my point. It's like sort of why this. Why is there a difference between these two scores? And I think that's where this difference comes. Like there's a, there was an expectation of a Mario movie that the critics have just they like they just don't they just don't get it. They literally just do not get it. In some cases, I don't even know why they've been asked to review it. Think like the Times, the Guardian. Why are they reviewing a Mario movie? Yeah. 
What about your first choice, man? What what what's where, where you take where you taking me? I think I can guess though. <laughs> <laughs> well, just keep keeping within you know kids and you know the, the thinking about the, the audience and stuff for like especially because this pick is also a, a video game adaptation. Mm-hmm. Is Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh she yes. I, I so I enjoyed the second one more than the first one. I, I, I like both. Yeah. I really enjoyed both movies. Uh, so, like, Sonic the Hedgehog currently is sitting at a 64% critic okay. and a 93% audience score. That's... That's... that's There is a... There is a noticeable gap there, Sebastian. Oh, oh yeah. No. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. For I see sure. that phi gap. <laughs> I can put my and, fist and, through it. <laughs> and, and, you know, and that's the thing. It's like... You, you, you know, obviously it's a critic's job to, to criticize the movie and to review the movie or whatever. That's, you know, that's the job, but it's also like, how can you be so harsh? You know, like you were saying, this is a movie for kids. It's going a mile a minute because it needs to keep the attention span of fucking children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you, know, like, yes. you know, who's going a mile a minute? The blue blur. Fucking Sonic, dude. <laughs> fucking Sonic, dude. I think there's a good so, yeah, there's, that, there's, there's a good separation in that movie as well. Both of our movies actually, both Mario mm-hmm. and Sonic, as to why the critics just don't understand it, don't get it. I'm you, you can bet nine times out of fucking ten, the the eighty year old aging critics that have been chosen to review these movies have not played a single fucking Mario game, have not played a single mm-hmm. fucking Sonic game. They just don't understand it. The, 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 some of the it's, people that have reviewed these movies probably don't even understand why. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I I mean, I haven't seen Mario yet. I want to see it because I'm very curious about it. So, like... I enjoyed it. I I, I really, I really, I really enjoyed it. But like, But I've seen Sonic, and obviously there's that thing about, you know, video game adaptations of movies and stuff not being all that great. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, Sonic was amazing. That was, like, a huge thing. We already knew... Like, I already knew Sonic was going to get reviewed poorly because that was was the go-to. Oh, you know... It's the assumption, right? Video game adaptations into movies have always been bad and looks like it's continuing. Well, actually, just because you think it's bad doesn't mean it is Mm -hmm. bad. Like you know, whose opinion I feel like matters more in this in this scenario? The people who grew up playing the fucking video the game, game. The people who grew up playing the fucking video games, and the people who make the video games. That's who I mm-hmm. want to see review the movie. Let fuck mm-hmm. like let Bandai Namco and Sega see the oh, yeah. Sonic movie first, and let, let and let them tell us, yeah, this movie's legit. But they, you know, of course they would tell us it's legit. They you know because they get more they get more money from it. But like you know people. Uh, yeah, so that was a bit counterproductive. Like, like you say, like the people that play the games, like well-known yeah. speedrunners, well-known YouTubers. I'm more inclined to mm-hmm. listen to reviews from TikTokers, but even then, I take it with a grain of salt. Like, oh, no, yeah. like you know, we like the biggest thing to take away from what we're talking about here is I've mentioned I've mentioned it in passing a few times. You, you like, you just got to go out and see things. Like, mm-hmm. and especially if you go into mm-hmm. the movies. Definitely go see what you want to see. Just because yeah, someone absolutely. else hasn't enjoyed something doesn't mean you won't 
hundred percent. True. 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 And that's true, true, true. Like, with my with my next movie. I'm actually going to go in the opposite direction, in which a critics did the critics did enjoy this movie, but even look, but the audience went. Hang on, what the what the fuck was that shit? Movie from last year. Do you remember what you saw in Ooh. London with me and with with you, me and a friend? Yeah, yeah, bodies, bodies, bodies. Bodies, bodies, bodies. It has an eighty-six critic score. <laughs> but it has a sixty-nine audience score. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, gotta do it. <laughs> I see I, I'm I am an I'm an average male person. I see sixty-nine out there in the wilderness. I'm inclined to I'm inclined to go nice with a cheeky thumbs up. <laughs> if I can, I'll post it on my Instagram. <laughs> but like we like this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I really no, enjoy, I, I really I enjoyed this movie. This this movie took the idea of a of a teen slasher party movie and really flipped it upside down. It was a it was a oh, yeah. it was a great insight to sort of where some of these horrors are going to go. Even Scream 5, Scream 6 has, like, bodies, bodies, bodies tendencies now. Like, the influences mm-hmm. are involved. Like, you know, they are part of the everyday human now. And especially when it yeah. comes to hurricane season in places like Florida, southern Texas, and most, some of the East Coast, there's, got, like, you know, the idea of a hurricane party is definitely believable. But the fact yeah. that this slasher movie starts when you actually see, like, the the reason why it started is revealed at the end, and it's so fucking stupid. Pete Davidson fucking kills himself. And these girls go, because they're on so much drugs, they're on, like, they're on so much alcohol, they've got, like, it's like, oh my god, my anxiety can't take it, all that kind of shit. It's like, it's like, yes. It is a, it's like, it's just a good sort of, like, fuck you, to the every like to the everyday tiktoker it's awesome but apparently the everyday yep. tiktoker didn't agree with this shit <laughs> <laughs> and like they're like nah bro we're good yeah like i i thought this i put this movie into rotten tomatoes because i oh, clearly i was researching movies that like mm-hmm. like i didn't like some some movies i know have like a gap between their scores I typed this one yep. in thinking, oh, definitely the critics have hated this and definitely the audiences have loved it. So I'm pleasantly surprised to see the other way. Now, what I haven't done mm. is gone deep into as to why. I can only assume that the audience, like the audiences that did see it were... Yeah. Excuse me. I think the problem ar- arose here that the audience score is so a bit out of whack because I think there's either millennials didn't enjoy the movie or the Gen Z didn't like being identified. And I think that's where their score has become a little bit lower. Like the yeah. millennials have gone, <laughs> fuck you. You can, you know, you, you can dish it out because we quote Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings all the time and give a shit on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, you're not mm-hmm. so fucking good too. You, well, there's a good, there's a good moment in the movie where they all sh- they all shit on the girl who all she does is podcast, and she's like, "Look, it's really hard. You've got to p- 
plan the guests. You got to write the schedule. Like the first three months are the hardest. <laughs> like you know, well, we're still here. We're podcasting, but <laughs> but like they, they they didn't like being identified, and they've and they've gone like, yeah. yo, we're like we're not that. You know, we're not that two D. I think is is the problem. Yeah. Like the characters are a little bit one dimensional in some cases. Oh no, yeah. I, and I, I, I mean, for the story, it makes sense. Yeah. To have you know characters like that, so. But I could also see, you know, you see that you're like, nah, that ain't me, bruh. Yeah. This, this not me. When, like, you've got our age who see that movie and gone, yeah, Pete Davidson's just playing Pete Davidson. And of course he kills himself because I'm surprised He's he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't accidentally done it in reality yet. <laughs> <laughs> the way he dies in that movie, honestly, like, it could have already happened. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Look on a Saturday Night Live sketch of some shit. <laughs> Yo, this isn't even a prop. Sh- oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was a, that was a pleasant surprise as to like mm-hmm. in a, in the in the difference there. And uh, my last one, yeah. like my last one, really upset me. But we'll get there. What's your next? What's your next, bro? I'll see if I can get <clears> this. One. So. <laughs> So they're so my last year both superhero movies just because you know it's really the only thing that I've seen and I think one you know, of, we're kind of talking about one of them is Ant Man. The one I'm about to talk about is Ant Man. Yes, I don't know what the other one but is, but like, I, I, <laughs> but but I kind of want to touch on like you know we you kind of mentioned it earlier like you know having to you know it's 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 hard out there you know you can't justify really going through a movie as often mm-hmm. as as you could especially like and it's i feel like for us doing what we do going to the movies is kind of part of the job description like you need to go see what's out there yeah. you need to see what's coming out you need to see what's trending what's working what's not you know it could, it could have an influence on what you're doing it could not have an influence so sometimes it's really difficult especially having to pick and choose yeah, you know, so like for for me personally, like I've been relying a lot on the streamers recently for mm-hmm. for movies and stuff like that. But when I do, you know, and I, I am able to pay some good money and to, you know, to go see stuff. I you're saying Mar- I want to go Marvel see the stuff sh- that I'm Marvel should be yeah, like I want to go see the stuff that I know is go- I'm going to enjoy and that I feel like will be worth my money. Yeah. So like with Ant Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I it's you know it, it was a little you're invested in you invested too, in the characters the timeline now. It's a little too it was a little too Rick and Morty for me, but mm-hmm. uh, overall that, I, I I yeah it felt like a really long like, Rick overall, and Morty episode. I, yeah, like overall I I thought it was great, and like right now it's sitting at you know forty percent forty seven percent critic score, and then but it's got an eighty three percent audience score. So then you know I'm not alone. People like the movie. I I think it's just one of those things where. You, you keep hearing about superhero fatigue and I'm and I see stuff like this so I'm like who's really feeling fatigued the audience or the critics because mm. because the mm. audience are still going out are still going to pay these, are still these movies are still making come, moolah yeah like they're still invested with what's to come next so when I you know I hear superhero fatigue I'm like are you just are you are you considering the people or are you just so sick of having to watch superhero movies because you're so fucking full of yourself? Yeah. Are you jumping on the bandwagon? 
Mm-hmm. Are you are you, uh, like, are you doing a quick review because, like you said, you're bored of reviewing superhero movies all the time? Mm-hmm. That you're trying to convince the masses to not go see these movies, so maybe you get the chance to review something else. And like you know, you coin terms like superhero fatigue. It's like I that could be a thing. There could be there could be people who are genuinely just over superhero movies. Even, and all I have to say to those people, if you're over it, don't fucking watch it. Mm-hmm. No one's putting a gun to your head and making you go watch these movies. It's all that's out. No, it's fucking not. It's just what's advertised the most. <laughs> James Gunn even um, was he had an interview the other day, and uh, it was posted on his Twitter. Is like his response to superhero fatigue and he said he just thinks audiences are bored of seeing pretty much the same cookie cutter abc start middle end kind of superhero movies when actually what they want is emotionally driven grounded stories something you know Mm -hmm. relatable that which is why i think blue beetle is going to absolutely slap because people will yeah. people will relate to it, people related to Shang Chi. As like as far and as wide as Shang Chi was, people related to mm-hmm. it. The representation of you know the Chinese demographic within the MCU mm-hmm. is is finally getting better. It's not as like it's not as racist as it was as it was say back in like phase phase one phase two yeah no i agree and i feel i feel like that's kind of one of those things where like you see like one of the things that i you know the movie ant-man and the wasp isn't perfect obviously but like one of the things i always had for me the movie had no heart and that's that's you know that's what i was that's what i was alluding to where it's like the first and second ant-man movie in the grand scheme of all of the movies, felt very low scale. Yeah, and it was perfect because that's that's what you need for the and that's it's like a good break from everything. You don't need everything that's fucking. Oh, the Earth is in danger. You don't need that with Ant Man. You know, you had these two things. You had a heist, and then you had essentially what was another fucking heist. Mm-hmm. But then you get to this one, and it's like it, it's setting up the major. It's not even setting up the big bad because he was already set up, but it's introducing another version of this big bad who. In all honesty, was kind of wasted in Ant Man because fucking him fighting, you know, Kang at the end of it and then kind of beating the shit out of each other. I liked. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But you know, knowing the caliber and the might of Kang the Conqueror, he, I he kind of felt out of place for me. I personally would have liked a sm- a more smaller scale, but like you know, like you said, it, it lacked heart visually. I thought it looked dope. There's there are some bits that I thought were really funny, um, but yeah, I, I I just think this is kind of it's something that needs to be addressed as quickly as possible because it's one of the biggest things that you know people complain about with a lot of the Marvel movies recently. It's like uh, you know it's just bombastic for the sake of being bombastic, and yeah. it's like well yeah because you need to you know up the stakes. It's like do you it's like it peaks and valleys, man. Like it's okay. Okay, you know, Endgame was a peak. You can come down, readjust, and then, you know, f- and come back up. Yeah. Which is what you got to do. Yeah. And so, you know, but overall, like I said, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. And I'm hoping, you know, it progresses. So that's 
that's me. What was your what's your what's your next one, dude? So my last my last movie is a, a little movie that came out uh, around Christmas time. I'm pretty sure I saw it. Did I see it last year? I think I did. It wasn't very widely released. It, Empire of Light. Sam Mendes is follow up to 1917. Uh, it has a critic score of 45, an audience score of 74. So not the biggest gap, but I'm pretty sure. Where the critics differ in this movie is that they see Sam Mendes directing. They see Olivia Coleman and Colin Firth as the two acting leads for the most part. And they see Roger Deakins doing cinematography. Again, like with these other movies, there's an expectation there. There's an expectation of, you know, something on the same grand scale as 1917 when if you see the trailer it's really not it is definitely more of a human passion project of you know mishandling mental health in 19 in 1980s england which is a very rough time to be in england if you like it's set within brighton and if you know what happens in brighton beach in the 80s like it's you know you can get caught in some bullshit and it's like, you know, talking very racist England, a very, you know, a, a an England that's going through depression. The film industry is about to hit an all time low. And we like we're watching a like this girl struggle with mental health, trying to keep a, a cinema open. Like it's like it's just like the characters just feel real the emotion just feels real everything about it is like is there everything about it for me worked toby jones was great the the new guy they cast as the um the the new the new usher like i've not seen him in in anything before he was absolutely fucking awesome and roger deakins man this guy is like a master manipulator of you know light like he like he can like he'll just put a camera somewhere and then it's not about what he does with the camera it's what he does that the camera sees he's like oh it's not it's not yeah. this i can like he can film art with a fucking piece of shit fucking canon or some shit but like mm-hmm. you know he has everything at his disposal and that his disposal is light and it's like it's yeah. it's just it's just glorious but I just, I don't know why. Like he, the audience, the audience have have this right. The audience is with me. This movie is a good insight as to what the UK was, and not what and it, <laughs> which is kind of what we're regressing to, you know. In in this sort of like you know term for this episode is regression. You know, there's a problem in the UK that we are getting a little bit more racist. The movie industry is on a downward spiral. We are handling mental health in most ages wrong so this movie in a look back is more of a sort of yeah it's kind of happening now as well man but the critics are out here saying it's like oh for a sam mendes movie it's you know this isn't what you expect what the fuck you know what this motherfucker did before 1917 do you know fucking james bond Fucking Skyfall Inspector. Then he does 1917. And now he does this. 
talking about out here talking about some and expectations of Sam Mendes. Go fuck yourself. You're hoity-toity, stiff upper house, chode-stroking little interns tr trying to get a fucking a bigger job at fucking... I don't want to shit on the Times and the Guardians, but they're the ones out here reviewing these movies like fucking dinglings, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't you can't be out here... Like... No, nah, and... and I'm done, man. I like what? How, how? Like, just go, go see movies. Just go see movies. Like, if you don't want to go to the cinema, don't go to the cinema. No one's gonna make you. I get that there's money problems. Everyone's everyone's got money problems somehow. Like, cinema is like is a treat. So definitely, yeah. definitely, like you are welcome to nitpick. But when you when you're mm -hmm. on when you're at home and it's you and the family and you're streaming and and you're like you're deciding what to watch, and someone brings up the argument, "Oh, well, that's been poorly reviewed." So, it's for free. Fucking watch it. Form your own opinion. We need to. We need to like. Rotten Tomatoes would be so much better if it was just audience score. That's all it needs to be. Like I'm, I'm sick to death of critics. Like. Just hate. Just hating on shit. Because that's what's popular mm -hmm. now. We have to be, yeah. we, we, you know, we. There's like maybe last year there was too many things that reviewed too well that ha like that have now sort of at, after they've gestated a little bit at, like actually was it that good? It's like, well mm -hmm. then maybe some of these movies need to be revisited. This is what it scored when it first came out. This is what it scored a year later. This is what it scored, you know two a few years later maybe that would be better because yeah. like look at these some of these star wars movies they come out and they're fucking ridiculed and then like two, if, yep. you know look at like what was the movie in between the trilogy this time was it the last jedi was that the the very last one yeah the last jedi it, the, Rain, the second one yeah Rain, was, uh, Rain johnson's movie Force Awakens. yeah yeah this that's the one that now has a cult following in in Star Wars audiences that people are like, actually, you know, yeah, you can still hate this movie because everyone else did. Actually, it's it's a Star Wars movie that tried to give us something different, and that's why it got hated. When actually the other two movies are almost shot for shot character arc type remakes of Star Wars movies that we already have. And lo and behold, the audiences spotted it and gone, oh, why didn't you do anything different? It's like, we tried to give you something different and you yelled at us. <laughs> what do you want? Literally, that is what, like, every time something Star Wars happens, I will, I will post that fucking little notebook moment. I will, that will be my reply. I'll have that saved in my gifts. What do you want? What do you want? And I will go get it for you. <laughs> Ryan Gosling put it. He had he he put it perfectly. <laughs> he knew it. He knew. But yeah, just uh, you know, I knew I was going to get triggered. I need a break now. But like the break, you know, we'll come back next week with the next episode. <laughs> We're going for the long <laughs> break this time. But we need your last movie. I think I've discovered what it is. After, please don't tell me this movie. Please tell me the audiences liked this movie. They did. Okay, thank fuck. They did. Yeah, so Shazam Fury of the Gods. Oh, let me guess. The critics didn't like it. 
Yeah, critics is fifty percent. Audience scores eighty six percent. Of course it is. And I I enjoyed the movie. I, I really liked it. I, I thought it was really enjoyed this movie. Like the the biggest thing for me was like the message of this because you forget like obviously he you know he's a adult when he shazamins it but he's still a kid. He's still a kid. Billy Batson's a kid. These adults like, literally have to play themselves as two characters. The only one who doesn't is Grace Cullen. But every all the other characters, yep. all the other adults, have to act as if they're child counterparts. Children. The one who does it perfectly is the um, the black girl. Can't remember her name. Megan Good, I think her name is. Yeah, awesome. She nails it. The, li- so the little kid and the adult absolutely nail it. I hope they're friends in real life, really, because like I honestly, lo- they should be. Every scene they're in, they absolutely fucking nail. Especially in this new movie, Taste the Rainbow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what you know what annoys the crap out of me though was like i i didn't get i didn't get to see it when it came out mm. so that wonder woman cameo was ruined oh no by the fucking the like the, the after you know release trailer bits yeah and I was just like why would you put that in there dc man like because maybe like they put that in there because no one was seeing the movie it got poor reviews so it's like oh how do we get bums in seats fucking tell them wonder woman's mm-hmm. in the movie that's how we'll get them you know you know what's fucking crazy like they literally just stole that from from marvel because i don't know if you remember like the trailers for the incredible hulk they bit that bit at the end where tony stark comes in was front and center of that fucking trailer <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like how are you just giving that away <laughs> <laughs> like aside from that I loved it. I think Zachary Levi is phenomenal in Shazam. Like, so I'm I'm excited. I am really annoyed and very much bummed out that there has been no connection between you know Shazam and Black Adam, even though there fucking should be. You can blame but, Dwayne Johnson you know. for that one. Oh no, yeah, for sure. Like I, M- it's, M- it's Mr. Annoying. I only play with the big boys. Was get the fuck out of here. That was his quote. He was offered a like. He was offered like oh. We'll give you Shazam in Black Adam as long as you do a role in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll give you Shazam in Black Adam as long as you bring Black Adam to Shazam. His response was, "I only play with the big boys." Fucking cunt. You you know that after credit scene where he's like approached about joining the JSA. I don't know if you if you heard about where that was supposed to be um, Hawkman and someone else from yes. Black Adam. Yeah, and Johnson vetoed that shit. Yep. And it's like I want no association, motherfucker. Look at what you're wearing. You are you're wearing the association. <laughs> oh. Get over yourself. Yeah, it is a movie that is in limbo. Like the 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 DC creative changeover did mm-hmm. Shazam dirty. Oh yeah, because it was a movie that was already like sort of yeah, it was okay the first one. Like it didn't, re- it felt like it didn't really belong in, like, the last sort of timeline. But now the movie was complete, and James is like, "I'm not about to fucking, you know, Batman this, Batman I mean, Batgirl this, Batgirl." Like yeah. the, you know, this movie has to come out. So I was like, "But why? Where does it sit?" Especially mm-hmm. with Flashpoint coming out. Which is just going to reset everything. It's just going to reset everything. 
Yeah. I don't know. Right. Uh, I need to. I need to leave it there. I'm gonna end this episode really weirdly. I need to go and fucking destroy the toilet. My Mexican has gone down weirdly. All right. On that note, check back in with us next time, guys. Remember to like, share, and subscribe, and we will see you then. Join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the scripts. I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.